Wanted to give a quick shout out to Brandon from Brick City Skateboards. They are a streetwear and handmade skateboard brand out of Florida. 100% skateboarder owned. So be sure to check them out on their IG page. So brick.city.boards. That's at brick.city.boards. Check them out. What's up? Welcome to the No Mongo Podcast, a weekly-ish show about all things skateboarding. My name's Rick Beta. Back from a week off, unplanned, of course. Stuff happened. Then I got a damn cold. You could probably hear it a little bit in my voice, but my voice is back, which is good. But I still just I'm still there was just this lingering cough that will not go away. I think I complained about this last year too. Just like two, th- what am I going on? Two weeks now? Three weeks? Week three as of tomorrow. So anyway, but yeah, while I'm on the topic, there will be no episode next weekend, so you, uh, y'all know that in advance, but that's a planned outage, as they say, so heads up on that. But you can follow along on social media, at Rick Beta, R-I-C-K-B-A-T-A, or email the show, nomongapodcast at gmail.com. So a lot of big things have been happening over at uh, Santa Cruz Skateboards for the, oh, I don't know, past 50 years, right? That's right, five decades in the game. And they're still going strong. And they recently had their 50th anniversary party in uh, in the Santa Cruz area. When we're talking three different locations, three different events, they even got to grind the long curve rail that you've seen on pictures or if you've been there right out front, right out front of the main entrance. And, you know, they have videos online and stuff like that. But I wasn't able to make it, though. I was at my son. Well, my son had some uh, soccer schedule conflict, but I was kind of bummed with that. And I was especially bummed that I missed a live and free performance of dinosaur jr so that kind of sucked but you know what it is what it is there's youtube videos i can watch online you know and kind of live live through them but yeah just wanted to give a shout out to them so but yeah did anyone tuning in go to that did you check it out it looked like it was a blast you know and even the pre-party went down with uh, steve alba of course you know performing with his band and san jose's very own johnny manic are you kidding me taking some lead vocals for a bit yeah johnny Hell yeah, dude. Shout out Manic Skateboards. Damn, dude. Talking about handmade skateboards as well. Right here in San Jose. Johnny, Johnny's got mad skills. You take those lead vocals, man. I see you. I see you working. But uh, I guess speaking of Salba, you know, I mean Santa Cruz, they also released their documentary, How to Skateboard Forever, Steve Alba's True Grit. So although, I mean, he didn't, he, he kind of told us how to live forever and they, and they actually showed us, didn't really say, well, you have to do this and you have to do this. But dude's active. He's fit. He rides his bike, you know, and they basically, and they were insin- insinuating that skating pools will add more years to your life, you know, more than say, uh, I don't know, anyone who tries to uh, cough, cough, jump off rooftops. Uh, but more on that later. But I enjoyed this documentary, and I, I'm not gonna lie. You know, I, I often hit the vert, you know, slash pull button on the remote back in the day. I mean, very much like I did for the the freestyle button. You know, it all depended on my mood. You know, some days I wanted to to actually watch pool and vert skating and and freestyle skating, and others I didn't. I didn't hate on it. It just I didn't feel it. You know, I just and it wasn't a dig on their you know particular styles. It just was my mood at the time. You know, so. But I always loved uh, Steve Alba's style. You know, his brothers, too. You know, Mickey always rocked the one rail. That's why I remember him. Every time I think of Mickey Alba, he had the one rail. And so many contests, and I'm like, and I think I did that for a while, too, when I was rocking rails. Oh, it would be like Mickey and have one rail. You know, while his brother Steve 
would always have those, you know, signature pads and a helmet going on. I mean, you could always tell who was skating, you know, when they were rolling around, even if, like, you had, like, a silhouette of them, you know. Actually, he would, like, seeing him crush, like, uh, full pipes, I mean, he would hit the oververt no problem. That was always fun to watch as well, you know. But, yeah, Steve Alba, I mean, he's been on my radar since, you know, what was it, Streets of Fire back in the day, you know. And you know he's a like a big deal when you have Tony Hawk basically bookended in your documentary and your slash True Grit talking about you. Yeah, he bookended the damn thing. Tony Hawk. But quick side note, did you see, for those of you who see, did you see uh, the way Tony changed his facial expression? When he was t- when he was talking about you know how back in the day rolling up to a pool and you know Salba and Olsen and Peters were all there and how unwelcoming they were to him, damn. Well, I mean, probably to most people, but especially to him, like he's all quote, "Go ahead, bro, you've got this," and of course they'd push him down or like trip him or like in thrashing they threw a little jack pieces down like ha 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 make him fall, but just I was noticing the way that Tony smiled. And I was I was kind of waiting for him to you know get up from the chair, slam it to the ground. Is there some unprocessed anger in there? I know he's talked about it over the years, but, but because especially because seconds later he laughed, kind of un- uncontrollably, right? Pretty damn hard when asked if they had changed over the years. He's like, "Oh hell no, they haven't. Nope, not with them." More laughter. Tony's still pissed at them. I, I don't know. I had to just say that because I felt them. Like damn, but, you know, I was thinking he should invite them to his ramp. And just basically, like, you know, tough guy, all of them. You know, you, you you want some of this, punks? I'll take on all three of you. Hold my poodle, dog. Hold my poodle. You know, he could be, like, standing right behind them as they're about to drop in, yelling into their ears. Go ahead, bro. You've got this. <laughs> Maniacal laugh, you know. Push him down the gap. But Salba, you know, he's never going to change. That's what makes him the rad dude he is. He's 60. And he's been skating for 50 years. What? What? Let me repeat. So he's 60, been skating for 50. And that's a lot of skating. I mean, even Ron Allen is impressed with those numbers. And we got to meet his wife, Julie, who, you know, I wrote down has an amazing personality. She's awesome. She's just like, she's, she keeps him in check, right? But all the while, giving him his space and freedom to do whatever the hell he wants. You know, I noticed that. He's got, he's, his leash is not long. He's like, ah, oh, you know, I mean, actually, I should say it. His leash is long. It's not short. He's got freedom. And we also got to find out, you know, what kind of driver he is. I always like to see this. And I, I know I'm weird like that, but I pay attention to these things. You know, like, so right at 1 minute and 58 seconds, that's when we found out that he's one of those waits until the seatbelt reminder chimes on kind of drivers. We all have we all have that friend or family member that's one. We all have them, especially with the newer cars now. It gets more annoying, you know. That's not me though. That's not me. I'm like, bitch, this this car is not moving until you guys are all strapped in. Especially on the newer cars, like I said, they'll just continue to beep and beep and beep until someone clicks the belt. Back in the day, of course, you, you you could get away with that, and we all had you know those friends that would rather drive with the you know constant beep. Like, dude, are, are you gonna put on your seatbelt? Really? Can, can you can you can I put it on for you? But then instead, they just turn up the radio real loud. I'm, oh yeah, yeah, that that, uh, that solves the problem. Thanks, guys. Then they would just turn up the radio real loud. You know, okay, yeah, that's gonna solve things. But then it makes sense, you know. If Steve doesn't have time to put on a seatbelt right away. I mean, he's got some pools to find, or I guess pools to clean. You know, Steve, that's so cool. He offers up Salba pool cleaners, which states, we will drain for free if 
if, that's the big if, we can skateboard in the pool. <laughs> it's genius. How did I not think of that? I mean, but I'm sure it's a tough sell, you know. Not a lot of people need a, a complete drain. And, I mean, the pools all need to be clean, but not a complete drain. You know what I mean? That's a lot of water, especially in California. I mean, we're still, eh, we had a pretty rainy season last year, but we're still technically in a drought. We'll always be in a drought. But we, we did see some, you know, potential uh, customers at 408 via that zoom out. There's two leads right there, dude. Put that in your sales force right there. Come on. Those are some two leads. Go get them, Steve. Go get them. We clean it. We drain it for free. Let me skate. It's like peeping over the you know, fences and stuff like that. And I love how they let us know, you know, the evolution of his pool hunting and, and you know, and skating. Because I do used to fly around the ba over Badlands and, you know, various places looking for pools back in the day. That's how they did it. You just flew or got a helicopter. But now he's just, you know, he's flying drones all over the place, you know, bringing the as he said, the positive vibes to the American dream, you know, via pool skating. I like I like how he spun that. Yeah, I just wanted to keep the positive vibes going, you know, for the American dream. Everyone should have a pool in their backyard. Everyone should have a dirty pool in their backyard so I can come clean it. I can, actually, I, so I can come drain it, skate it, clean it, fill it. Everyone should have a pool. It's the American dream. I see, I see you working there, Steve. This was such a good look into his life, you know. I kind of obviously he's been skating for fifty years. He's I've been watching him over the years, but it, it was cool to see, you know, what he what he does, to, you know, in his regular day. And we most of us know what he does. He skates a lot, but I didn't expect like to hold back tears though. I, I didn't expect that. Didn't didn't expect to get the sniffles outside of my cold, right? But it happened right around the twenty five minute and forty five second part, right when he was talking about. You know, the experience of, you know, becoming a father and having a kid. And namely, namely that moment when they first grip your fingers. And I'm doing it right now. You can't see it. That just that that first, like, dude, I, I, I'm dead ass. It is, I, I almost started crying. It is the best. You know, some soft-ish dads, they're like, like me, are nodding their heads right now. Damn, Rick, I know, man. Me too. That was crazy. It's okay. You're not alone. We we are not alone. We're all in this together. That was so damn true. Nothing beats that feeling. Nothing. But I, actually, many of you know I have twins, boy or girl twins, and I, luckily, and selfishly, I'm glad I did got to. I got to hold them before my wife did because she had to have a C-section. So obviously, one of them was breached. But I I, I got to double up my minutes right into their existence of the external world one on my left one on my right they were heavier than i thought too I was like damn Ooh. but anyway so that was such an amazing uh, feeling i had to point that out and it was not cool sal but it almost made me cry man it's not cool at all but sal almost cried too and my voice cracked there too but either way this was 34 minutes and one second of time well spent actually i watched it what two times taking once and then took notes for the show yeah, I mean, if you're even if you're not a, a fan of pool skating or even vert skating, you got to give this guy some shine. Give him his flowers. Learn his story. And if okay, and if nothing, real talk here. If nothing I've said convinces you to check it out, maybe you just hate Santa Cruz skateboards or whatever. You can't do it, Rick. Can't. You have to at least, at the bare minimum, fast forward thirty-one eleven. Do it. 
do that, go to that mark and hear from Sally from the alley. Sally from the alley, baby. Damn. Don't catch her in the alley by, you know, alone. She'll stab you, dude. Yeah. Sally was, she was off the hook. But yeah, much respect to Sal, but that was awesome. Very cool. Highly recommend it. I'm not going to have to edit out a lot of coughs during this episode. I hope I just didn't jinx it. So next up, here's something that you don't hear too often. You ready? Andy Anderson and Thrasher Magazine. Right? Has he ever been in a Thrasher Magazine now that I think about it? I mean, yeah, yeah right? I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah, of course he has. But you don't hear it too often, you know? But Andy was up for his next, uh, his cold call, as they say. And I do have to say, it did not disappoint. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you know I have no problem with Andy. I think he's very entertaining, very entertaining person, very entertaining skater, a unique human being. But he's very—he's also very polarizing. <laughs> and if you don't believe me, just go look at the comments listed on the YouTube video. Versus Skate Twitter. Woo! Night and day. Night and day. I mean, my timeline was like... It was just like bashing the guy, and it was just like you know, hitting him with his board, is his weird shaped board as he was down. I'm gonna leave Andy, Andy alone. He's down, guys. But technically, he wasn't done. No, but I think yeah, YouTube loves him, respects him. Skate Twitter absolutely hates everything about the guy. It's totally insane. I mean, sure, he might not be the best fit for like a for the Battle of the Barracks, right? A few weeks ago, I talked about that. that was such an un- it was. Oh, God. It was like the shortest contest ever, from what I recall. Shortest amount of tricks. I think Dumb Data covered it, too. And they, he actually did another video on him. He's talking about, like, how Andy doesn't take, uh, you know, X game seriously or, you know, the battle with the barracks or just anything. Anything seriously. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of his brand, you know? But then again, I thought about it because I think the the last battle with the barracks, he, he, you know, when he was clapping and when he missed tricks and, you know, hyping up the crowd when he lost, I think it just keeps he was so embarrassed. You know, you ever get that where like you do something so bad, you're just like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, I know, I suck. Yeah, whoa, whoa, what, 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 what's up? What's up to my homie? You're just trying to deflect the attention on the actual result or what happened. I think that's what he did. You know, I don't, I honestly, I, I didn't think he would go there and hype up like that's what he planned on doing. I'm gonna hype up the crowd after I lose. So yeah, I think he has to be in a certain element, you know, a certain uh, environment. But I mean, think about it. How many skaters? Can you name that can do a, a let's see, a 50-50 down a long-ass handrail and frontside impossible out? See? I'll wait. I'll wait. That's gnarly, right? So regardless of what you think of Andy Anderson, think about that trick. You got to respect that, right? Oh, I don't like front foot impossibles, Rick. <laughs> Who cares? Go down a handrail and try that. That's gnarly. I mean, he's got so many gnarly tricks in his bag. I mean, you've heard me talking about it before. And he's kind of an ATV, right? Actually, you know what? Can he skate vert? I don't recall if I've ever seen him skate vert. Yeah, yeah, he has to have skate, skated vert before. I mean, if so, you know, he, you know he'll be following my strict 
and and must have at least one piece of padding or a helmet uh, rule for skating vert. You know, he got he has that checked. It's all good. It's not for protection, as I as I want to say. It's not. It, it's more for a look and appearance. It just looks funny if you don't have pads rocking a you know on a on a vert ramp. You know, but we all know Andy. He rocks his helmet anytime he's rolling on four wheels. And I'd have to admit, though, seeing him, you know, skating around Santa Monica and in Venice, I mean, it was a good thing. It reminded me of my goal, you know, to live down there next to Wes. You know, it's still gonna happen one day. I don't know. It might be. It could be ten years from now. It could be like when I retire. Be like Wes, let's do this, buddy. Yeah, you still living by the curb. I mean, definitely, and not until my kids are in college. I don't think we're gonna. Unless we have to. If we have to move in the next, my kids got, what, seven more years till they graduate high school. So I'm still saving, still planning, still making the right uh, investment choices to make it all happen, you know? Still keeping an eye on Redfin. I'm not, I'm not losing the focus. It's going to happen. Or worst case, you know, I'll have to, you know, I'll just settle up here in, in Santa Cruz, you know, not too far from San Jose, live off Cliff Drive. And just I'll invite Wes up, you know, up up here. Hey Wes, dude, come hang, dude. If you ever need to skate my uh, blunt steel rail, hit me up, dude. Cliff Drive. But all I'm saying is that you know Andy, in a good way, is reminding me that I need to be and live near the ocean as soon as possible. So, so thanks, Andy. I appreciate it, man. So I mean, I guess even if you're, even if you're an Andy hater, okay, I'm gonna ask you to do this, okay? Check it out. Just to hear some Andy philosophy. And I'll give you the timeline. Timestamp 555. And just hear it from the... Re- There's only like, what, seven minutes? and It's like two more minutes left after that. Straight from Andy's mouth on why he wears a helmet. You know? It's kind of cool. You got to respect that, right? Come on, come on. Yes, nod your head. You got to respect that. I won't tell anybody. You can like Andy Anderson. It's okay. A lot of people do. A lot of people don't. But but I'm telling you, it's okay to like Andy Anderson. Okay? Yeah, let me know your thoughts on that. And finally, oh, geez, I did not. I don't even know if I, I should probably just end the show right here. Nah, I guess. I mean, this is a topic, you know, and a video that that I don't really like to talk about and watch. I don't like watching anything related to it. I have a slam button if I get, you know, aware in advance. But yeah, I'm talking about slams, or in this case, a near death experience. Tony Willie's lucky to be alive. And I'm looking at my palms right now. It had me. It had my palms sweating before I even clicked start. Actually, hell, my uh, my palms are sweating when I open because. Quick side note here. When I open up the latest issue of Thrasher the other day, yeah, I said it. And you know what that means? I didn't get to finish the other one <laughs> before the new one arrived. I just talked about it. The new timer starts now. It starts now, guys. I swear the months fly by way too fast. I can't keep up. I, mean, I haven't even cracked open the latest issue of Slam Mag yet either. Maybe next week. Maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow. I should get a jump on it. But yeah, I'm like, dude, I'm going to read this entire mag, you guys. And then what, three days later, the new mag shows up. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't win. But anyway, all I have to say is after seeing Tony Willie's journey from near death 
and back. I'm lucky to be alive. And anyone else who has seen it is lucky to be alive as well. And I tried. I, I really tried to watch it without seeing the actual slam because I know how it works, right? They, you know, they'll, they'll cut, you know, but they, they, they got me. They'll cut. They'll go to, they'll milk it till the very end. They'll, they'll, they'll fade to black, you know. But, yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, I know when it's probably going to come right towards the end. It'll be the last thing we watch, and then it'll be, fade, you know, credits fade to black. You know, I'd be safe. I could, I could then just turn my head and throw my phone across the room and, and scream before, I, you know, I heard the thud. But they showed it. Is it around the 11 minute mark? If you haven't seen it yet, you're warned. You can close your eyes. You can do what I tried to do. Try to do what I was shooting for. But lucky to be alive? That's no joke. And oh, first of all, I got a half. Thank you so much. And I knew it in advance, but we, we needed this. But thank you so much for the bright red capital letters warning before the video even started. That's all I ask for. Yeah, you could put that right in the middle of skate videos too. Like, quick warning. All right, thanks. Thanks for the heads up. Just to break it to me before you bring on, you know, the breaks. Viewer discretion is advised before a piece of skateboarding content. Is that like NBD? And the warning, it stayed on for about five seconds. That's how serious it was. Five seconds, just warning, 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 warning. I get it. I get it. Thank you. And thank you. And then they opened with the teaser, right? The the slam. But as I said, you know, fading to black before the fall. But I dare you to go back and, and watch it and like crank it up as loud as you can, that first take. And that was for as loud as you can tolerate. Because for me, I had my um, you know, AirPods in, I had them cranked up. And because the video it goes black, but the audio is still there. I mean you could hear the you know, the just the pain in stereo, like all you hear is like, oh, shit. No. Oh, no. <laughs> you know it's bad when you got those kind of notes. Like, oh, no. Oh, shit. I, I'm knocking the wind out of me just talking about it. Like, no. And the brain is such a crazy thing because Tony has no memory of the slam. In fact, he's, he's, he blacked out before they even got to the, the, um, the spot. I mean, is that the universe working or what? Is that divine intervention working or what? You know? Shot Marvin in the face. What'd you do that for? The car hit a bump. Maybe they hit a bump on the way. Tony hit a bump. That was divine intervention, man. He blacked out before they even got there. He had, he had no recollection of anything. Which is kind of scary to think, too, huh? But yeah, Tony had no recollection of the slam. And if they hadn't recorded it, they could have just played it off as if it never happened, you know. Like they pick up Tony from the, you know, the hospital. So, uh, Tony, uh, how, how's how's everything healing up, dude? You want to go get some lunch? But that must have been so weird to see, though. Like, they're like, that's me. I, I, I did that. That's not photoshopped. I don't know anything about it. You know, his brain just, you know, really, it just totally blocked her. You know, MIB'd it out of his memory. There's no recollection. He blacked out before he even got there. Oh, that's just crazy. That's science, people. He's not lying. That's just weird science. I mean, but he does, you know, remember all the rooftop jumps he did before that one, of course. You know, because all the skaters, you know, inspired him, you know, to, to basically take the leap, right? Roly, Ray, of course, which I still think is the craziest thing I've ever seen on a cover. 
day one, of course, you know, they, they mentioned him. All rooftop pioneers, you know, slash maniacs. But I can't even imagine being his filmer, though. I'd be his, I'd be his worst filmer. You know why? Because I'd be closing my eyes all the time. Like, oh, dude, say, hey, sorry, dude. I, I don't think I got it, man. I had to, I closed my eyes and I, I think it, it got out of frame. I'm sorry. I would have to close my eyes for every attempt. I mean, just, you don't believe me? You can hear it in their voices. None of them wanted to be there or film it. And they knew all along. They knew all along. Even the day of, they said he, they said he wasn't really feeling well. He wasn't feeling up to it. They should have just like strapped him down or just threw him in the car. Say, no, we're going. You're not going to remember this anyways, dude. Let's go. And I bet if he owned a dog, that dog would have like screamed like like Lassie before that ill-fated, you know, Ill, ill-fated attempt. You know, but to have them say things like, I love the dude, but sometimes he's a little crazy. <laughs> All the filmers out there, do you, do you like to say that about your skater? Or also, I was scared just recording it. Doesn't sound like a, a job that I want. I don't want to be terrified when I'm recording. I want to be, I want to have it memorable. I want to look back, you know, 20 years later and like, be like, yeah, my clip was in. Yeah, right. Look how it was so great. I didn't black out or anything. It tells you all you need to know about, you know, like Jonathan, uh, was it Yanez or uh, Potato, a.k.a. Potato? He was his filmer. He's, he is. He's been his filmer for over 10 years, you know, and often had sessions that he knew he didn't want to go do with them. You know, just because he knew he knew some crazy shit was going to go down. And he's like, oh, nah, I'm, you know what, man? I'm just not feeling it today. I can't, I can't film. Not a lot of skaters out there, you know, putting their uh, filmers in that uncomfortable position i'm assuming you know i mean there's probably some i mean i guess i mean some hardcore skaters could argue and like like dude rick it was only 26 feet high and he only flew out 17 feet you know what no big deal i'll film that chris gregson would be fine with that you know he'd probably get a really good angle on it you know he'd be moving Tony took 10 trips. Well, he said 10, not more than 15, as of his as his memory was serving him, you know. And he had attempted it over 50 times. 50 times. And I guarantee you, I bet none of those attempts included a broom, not even a leaf blower. That's how Tony rolls. You didn't see any lying around. You didn't see any around on the roof for that ill-fated attempt, that one that sent him over. So brooms around. I mean, that's what I was tripping out on because you got Tony, like the elements, the wind, the earth, you know, earth kind of spins around and wind blows stuff, things fall. It happens. You know, I know you were there just a, you know, a few times before. Maybe something fell up there. A little pebble, something from a tree. And it was nuts as he did a solo mission. WTF. Oh, hell no. It's just not worth it at that point. No. No, no, no. I mean, he's so lucky that nothing happened to him. You know, the day he was, he was literally all by himself. <laughs> That's what the film was saying. Dude, I'm so glad that, you know, nothing happened because you would have been here for days or hours just going, ouch, ouch. Someone needs to give this guy an Apple Watch. Yeah, there we go with the fall detection. Ouch. Pat myself on the back right now. I mean, does Apple have a flow team? Actually, you know what? Scratch that. He'd, he'd probably set that thing off all the damn time. 
but I have to take my watch off whenever I'm uh, playing you know, a goalkeeper for my son because every time I try and like stop one of his strikes, it asks me if I fell. I said, no, I didn't fall. I'm playing soccer with my son. Stop. Stop bugging me. <laughs> so I have to take it off when I'm playing with him. But yeah, for him, dude, I mean, you think about it. It would have saved him a few minutes of pain. The ambulance you know, could have arrived a little bit quicker. Well, all the, oh, no, oh, no, no. Well, they had to make their way down. The filmers had to crawl down the roof, too. You know, there's so much time wasted. And they're, like, poking them, like, hey, dude, are you cool? Are you good? I'll be like, hey, man, you know you don't have to do this today. It's not a good day to try this. I know. I'm on the ground. I can't get up. But, yeah, Apple needs to sponsor this guy, you know, like, ASAP, you know. Or at least get him on the flow team. You can thank me later, Tony. But, yeah, that fall was probably one of the scariest things that I've seen in a long, long time in regards to skateboarding. You know, I, I almost wish I could unsee it, you know? There's two things I wish I could unsee in this life now. It's that and human centipede. You know, I wish I could unsee those. I'm just like... And if you, like, are one of the few... I think it had... I looked earlier. I think it had cleared, like, 100... It has, like, 123,000 um, views so far. If you haven't seen it yet... Honestly, I mean, this is real talk. You could probably just pass on it, you know? Or just, you know, actually, you know what you could do? Put it on the background, but don't watch it. Just hear the story. Hear about his comeback. You know, hear about his homies. You don't need the trauma. You don't need the PTSD. Because I'm, I'm still kind of... I'm going to need to seek some therapy, maybe. Clear my brain. Got to meditate it out. You know, Tony was... He was just twanked and danked. Shoulder was begeged. Only thing he needed, though, was like Tommy G showing up, kind of whispering in his ear. You're hurting, dude. Looks like you're hurting, man. But it was cool to kind of see his progression, you know, since the injury slash NTE to now. I think they did, what, like five weeks later, three months later, six months or something like that. You know, he's, he's, he's doing it. He was riding transition, riding a bull. He's got it. He'll be jumping off rooftops in no time. You know, I was thinking, like, will he be, like, will he join many of us on the dark side and just become, like, a curb junkie? Hell no, he won't. He'll probably just start grinding, like, the, the gutters up there. Like, ah, oh, yeah. Watch this. But you know he's already planning his next, uh, his next flight. But I just hope that next time the, the filmers, you know, A... Actually, no, just just bring a broom. <laughs> bring a broom, maybe a, a, a leaf blower, or both. Look for pebbles. It'll save your life, dude. So, yeah, like I said, if you haven't seen this yet, I highly recommend you don't. Or if you do, just have it on the background. Just do the audio-only version. Yeah, you'll thank me later. But, yeah, that's all I've got for this week. As I said, I'll be taking next week off. So I will see you, let me look at my counter, around the 15th. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Much love. We'll talk to you then.